Welcome to the Generation Y podcast. My name is Will. And I'm Jean. And if it's your first time stopping in, this is a podcast and a community designed to help young adults thrive. Because young adulting is hard and we just want to help. So today we're tackling the topic of creativity. So whether you consider yourself a creative person or especially if you don't, this episode is for you. We're going to talk about some common misconceptions and three things that might be killing your creativity. This is the Generation Y podcast. We're really getting those intros down. Hey. I, I mean, I got to be honest, we did it in one take. Pretty proud. <laughs> We're pretty We're proud. We're really doing it, Peter. We're really doing it, Peter. Okay. So today we're talking about the topic, like we just said, of creativity. And first, I just want to say this. This is not just for creative people, um, whether you consider yourself creative or not. In fact, that's actually the first thing I want to talk about is that there's this common fallacy or misconception out mm-hmm. there that there are creative people and non-creative people. Right. So all of those non-creative people who don't consider them, themselves creative were probably like, this probably isn't my episode. You know, I would urge you, though, I don't think that that's true. Yeah. I don't think that there are non-creative people and creative people. In fact, Brene Brown, you know, has a quote about this. What does she say? What is her quote? Um, she, said? she says there's no such thing as creative and non-creative people, only people who use their creativity and people who don't. So the thing about this is we are creative in nature. As Mm -hmm. humans, we were meant to create. I mean, think of it this way. As a kid, no one has to teach you to be creative. Right. Like nobody has to teach you to to sit there and to draw or to when you're holding a a Hot Wheels car as you're, you're, you know, moving it around like there's an imaginary course and you're pushing it off the edge of a piece of furniture. Nobody has to teach us to no, do that. Absolutely not. You just you make up games and you are a, a queen for a day and it's it's all real to you. Right. But we do have to teach people to be logical mm-hmm. and to do math. Right. And somewhere along the line we learn things that inhibit our creativity, which we're gonna get into a few of those. But whenever somebody says to me, I'm not a creative person my response is, when did that happen? Right. When, when did that happen? Because as a kid, all of us, like we are creative in nature. And here's here's the dangerous part of this. Someone might say, well, why, why do I need to be creative? Like, what's the use in that? The opposite of creativity is not non-creativity. Right. The opposite of creativity is complacency. Mm-hmm. And complacency is a dangerous place to be because as humans, we were meant to progress. We were right. meant to evolve. And you think of it this way. If Henry Ford was complacent, I don't know how much longer we would have been riding horses and carriages. You know, like the the automobile was something he just imagined in his head and created. But everything that we see in our world as we look around outside of nature, everything that we see was created by yeah, humans. It was just somebody's idea that popped up in their head. And another thing I think is important is this. this is another fallacy. The two we'll call these the two fallacies of creativity. Creativity is not exclusive to the arts. Like creativity is right. not just painting or drawing or dancing. And I feel like that's a lot of the conception that creativity gets. Right. I'm I'm not a singer. I'm not a an artist. But that discounts like, well, are you an athlete? Are you an electrician? Do you work with software? I mean, there is so much room for creativity in in all of those areas in every field. Right. If you're a problem solver, if your work 
has you solving problems, you need to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're listening to this in the middle of the quarantine that we're in, you've had to get creative with your time. You've had to get creative with the way that you work. Absolutely, all that with, kind of with your cocktail ingredients, you know? <laughs> exactly. With any ingredients. You might yeah, you <laughs> right? might have not been to the store. What is in the fridge and oh what is gosh. in the back of the freezer? That's a daily game that we play, and which is why we, uh, jambalaya became a house favorite mm-hmm. for us. We've gotten very creative. Because you know why? There's and no, not all of it is a, is a success. <laughs> there, there's no rules. It's just whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Um, our, I think our biggest fight uh, since we've been married, has been whether or not bell peppers belong in spaghetti sauce, which they don't. Well, <laughs> I would argue that that's a lack of creativity on your part because anything goes, it's just what you prefer. That's right. That makes sense. But, I mean, think of creativity as a new way to connect with your partner or your spouse or your friends, a new way to communicate, a new way um, to explore your love life, a new way to solve problems at work. I mean, all creativity is innate and it moves us forward and complacency holds us back. Mm -hmm. So what I would love to do is I just want to go through quickly three things that keep us complacent and kill our creativity. Right. And the first killer of creativity is fear. Mm -hmm. And when I say fear, what I what I really mean is There is a risk associated with creativity Mm -hmm. because creativity requires vulnerability. Yeah. When you create something, you put a piece of yourself in it. You put a piece of who you are. You put a piece of your imagination out to the world and you say, what do you think of me? Yep. When you when <laughs> the key word there is me, not what do you think of it? It's what we're saying. But what we mean is, what do you think of me? What right. did you think? I dug inside of myself and thought of things, and I put them here for you to look at. So what do you think of me? And I think innately in all of us as humans, there is a need for acceptance. It's probably Mm -hmm. the biggest need that we have as humans is the need for love and acceptance. And so when I say fear, what I really mean is the fear of rejection. Right. It is when you write a song and you put it out and you say, what do you think of this song? It's really saying, what do you think of me? This is a piece of me that I put in this. Absolutely. It's why if... Like if, for example, uh, Will and I are both musicians and we both had um, music careers where we wrote songs and we poured our heart and souls into these projects and put them out. And if those records don't do well, it isn't, oh, I tried something and it didn't work out. It's like, oh, no, people don't like me. That's what it ends up feeling like. And that is so difficult deeply vulnerable and it's probably what scares people away from trying it right it is if you think of a kid (laughs) no kid hands you a spreadsheet that they made and be like what do you think of this and puts too much stock in it and and if someone is like eh you 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 missed a few it doesn't really hurt as much as if you hand something that you drew to your parents as a kid and they criticize it and they don't like it Something about that hurts. Yeah, something in that kid breaks because they they were being vulnerable. It wasn't about whether it was good or not. Right. And that in itself is scary. And you know, I don't have a, a magic answer for that necessarily. Like being creative is scary. Writing something is scary. Trying something new for the first time is scary. Absolutely. Starting over again is scary. I mean, it's right. scary and it's hard, but it's also life-giving and exciting this is a whole rabbit trail but if you want to talk about 
even relationships. I think there are people who go through their whole entire lives never truly being known by anybody because there's this fear of rejection. And I think this is a smaller microcosm of that. But I think you can't be fully loved until you're fully known. Brene. And so, (laughs) right. right. Once again, and you can't be fully known if you aren't being vulnerable. And so being creative might be a step for you to start being vulnerable, to start being known. And in life, we were meant to be known. For sure. Well, and it's not just the fear of being vulnerable to other people. There are things that I know I'm not incredibly gifted at. And so I won't even try them because even trying something new, whether I show it to anyone or not, is still an act of vulnerability to myself just to create something for the sake of creating. That's right. And the other side of this is on the other side of being known there's just life in that. Mm-hmm. And it ta- it does take bravery and it does take courage. But I think those are the people that we admire most. Right. So the second killer of creativity is time. And this is probably one of the most common excuses that people give for why they cannot be creative. And it's, I don't have time. Don't have, I'm so busy. I'm so I don't have busy. Time. Yeah, I would argue this. The people that say they have time to be creative are intentional about creating that time. Exactly. And I... I think the biggest thing about time is how are you choosing to use it? Are you prioritizing some of that time, some of that free time to develop your creativity? Or are you tuning out? Are you distracting yourself? Are you are you using it with technology? Are you filling that time with technology? Well, that's a big thing. I think when someone says the idea, I don't have time. Uh, look, I, I know we're all busy. All of us are busy, but time doesn't have to just be digested in one huge chunk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a three-day hiatus. If you can go up and move, go to a mountain cabin for three days and just focus on writing or whatever, go for you. That's, go for you. that's awesome. But it's honestly, it's 15 minutes here. It's an hour there. It's 25 minutes here. It's all these empty spaces that we could be using to be creative. And mm-hmm. I don't mean you're going to paint a masterpiece in 15 minutes, but small creativities lead to big creativities. Absolutely. Think about this. Anytime you're at a restaurant with somebody, they get up to go to the bathroom. What's the first thing you do? Grab your phone. Grab your phone. When you have a second of empty space, the first thing that you do is fill it with something. Mm-hmm. And that honestly it inhibits our ability to think. Yeah. We're not giving ourselves time to be creative or space. Absolutely. We're cuz we're filling it because the distractions are more entertaining in that moment, but even in the times that I was really intentional where I decided when someone gets up from the table I'm not picking up my phone. Yeah, there's that moment of like awkwardness cuz you are used to staying busy, but it's amazing the things that you notice when you don't try to distract yourself. For me, because everything has a comedic slant, I'll generally look around the room and I'll start to see a comedy sketch where I'm imagining the lives that these other people have and imagining what if this happened next. And I would never have those ideas if I was sitting scrolling on my phone. So I think some of it is just about it's just about trying to be mindful when you find yourself with some free time, just choosing to lean into something creative instead of distracting yourself. Agreed. And I think also what's so funny is whenever you just picture somebody sitting by themselves at a restaurant, just staring at the booth across from them, not on their phone, we almost judge that person. Like we almost look over and we're like, oh, what's wrong with them? They're so lonely. I'm like, 
No, maybe they're just thinking. Like, I know that's weird. Like, maybe they're just more comfortable with silence than you are. I mean, nothing weirder than looking over at me sitting in a booth alone laughing because (laughs) I've decided on a whole comedic sketch. But the bottom line is risk the awkwardness. And anytime you have to fill empty space, don't always just fill it with distractions. You know, maybe just dream a little bit, think a little bit. And I know sometimes being alone with your thoughts can be scary, but, you know, brave into the dark interwebs of your brain so sure or you know what even just think of the things you used to do in your free time and now i know you have less free time than you used to but just try revisiting some of those things from your childhood yeah bounce Um, a basketball or throw darts anything love it um and then the third one the third killer of creativity this one's a doozy for us young adults this one we've kind of titled as societal pressure. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean by that. We don't celebrate creativity. We celebrate success. Right. And there is no metric of success for creativity. Absolutely. The only creativity that we do celebrate is when that painting you painted just sold for a million dollars. Right. But success is so easily measured because it's a dollar sign. You can put a dollar sign on success. You can look at somebody's car that they drive and tell whether or not they're successful. Mm -hmm. You can look at the watch they're wearing, the clothes that they're wearing. Even if somebody didn't earn that money, even if they uh, married into it or it was inherited by them, you you could still look at those people and say, oh, you must be successful. Yeah. Now that's a a present day observation, but let's go back. When you were a kid and you were being really creative, that was fine and your parents probably encouraged it or at least (laughs) tolerated it like my parents did. But at some point, you learned that you needed to be logical and practical. And some of those creative things in you started to get pushed down. Now it's time to go to college if you went to college. And maybe, like me, you wanted to study music or theater. But that's not what you were, that's not what you were taught growing up was the right choice or the practical choice. You're taught to do probably your plan B. Go to school for business, or in my case, music business. A degree I never used, came out of college and don't use, and still am paying back student loans on a plan B instead of going to school for what I wanted to, and I'd actually be better equipped for the life I did end up choosing to live. Well, I think also if if you're an American, I, I know we have listeners from all over, but if you are an American, just an American culture, like I said a minute ago, we celebrate success instead of creativity. And I know a lot of other countries, you know, European countries, they celebrate creativity way more oh, yeah. than Americans do. And it, it, you can see it just in our education system. You go to school, you go to a public university, and uh, you you can go there for business, for marketing, for finance, any of that stuff. But if you want to go do something creative, you need to go to a whole separate school yeah. that doesn't offer an in-state scholarship and it's incredibly expensive. And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's people are just so like, specialized. Sometimes people are just like, I don't have the money to be creative. Absolutely. I wanted to create in college and someone was like, yeah, well you need to go to portfolio school and then you need to do all this stuff. And I was like, I like, well, I can't even afford that. Exactly. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just, <laughs> I guess I'll just be a journalism major. You know? Right. Right. And, and here's what ends up happening then. Then when we celebrate success, instead of celebrate the creativity itself, creativity starts to become a means to an end mm-hmm. instead of a means for self-expression. Absolute Gosh. 
And you see that, especially you see it so much. I mean, the new young culture that's coming up is not being creative for the sake of being creative. The goal isn't to be creative and express yourself. The goal is to get famous. Absolutely. Nothing illustrates this better than something I saw saw this week. And I just thought it was hilarious. You might have seen this. It was a YouTube video of a kid that, that just the title of the video was punching myself in the balls until I get famous. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally, nothing encapsulates so the lack of creativity and the need for success that comes from it more than that. There's nothing creative about that video. No. The premise of it was, I'm going to punch myself in the balls every day until I have 100 subscribers. I'm like, what happened to people like singing covers until they got 100 subscribers? You know, like what happened to that? Now the end goal is success and success is measured in followers and it's measured in dollars instead of saying i put myself out there mm-hmm. i expressed what something that was in me and that in yeah, itself is i created a success. this i have to think though the longer this quarantine has gone on the more and more i am seeing even online the creativity that is coming out of people yeah. because now that you can't go out and you're on your phone and on netflix way more than you ever really wanted to be more and more people are choosing to tap into their creativity to go and be outside and i think that something is awakening in people where yeah. there is a desire actually to just create just to create but what happens when we get back into normal life air quotes and get back into the flow of things i would say keep it up hopefully there's the a realization that has happened in people that somebody started you know they they dusted off their violin and they started playing again they haven't played since college or they started dancing again and I saw a guy he was just like he's a drummer and he just was like I'm gonna film drum covers every day of songs that I love and he's loving it I mean he is just crushing it playing all of this fun I saw him put a drum cover onto a symphony the other day on the Star Wars soundtrack it was so cool yeah and who cares if it doesn't who cares if it doesn't lead to success in that exact thing that he's doing When you are leaning into your creativity and you are unlocking something that is so raw and authentic and childlike in you, there's no way that that passion, that joy doesn't bleed into other areas of your life. Exactly. And again, I can't say this enough. I'm not saying that we're all Michelangelo's out there. I'm not saying that you should go paint a masterpiece, but I am saying that all of us innately have a natural proclivity for creativity. We all were made for it. And I think we should give way to that and provide space for it. And if something is prohibiting you from from leaning into something that you're naturally wired for, then I would work really hard to remove it. So those three barriers we just mentioned again, one is fear, mm-hmm. fear of rejection, fear of being vulnerable, fear of all of that. Second is time. I don't have time. And the people who have time to be creative intentionally create it. And the third is this societal norm that we celebrate success instead of celebrate Mm self-expression. I think if we can start to overcome those things, we can start to lean into our natural creativity and life is better when we're being creative. Absolutely. And we're not suggesting that you quit your job that is stable and and providing you a a comfortable living. It's more that there are just areas of your life where it makes just as much sense to lean into your creativity, to help you in your job or to help you in your relationships or just to spice up your life that makes just as much sense as being sensible, just like society taught us. It makes sense 
that most of us do what makes sense, what whatever is considered practical and safe. But if you feel like that's you, I just want to invite you to consider that the people you admire the most are the ones who are not fearless, but they're the ones who choose to take risks. Mm. They they put a piece of their creativity, a piece of themselves into their work and then out into the world knowing they might fail. And yet considering that in of itself a success. Mm. And and more often than not, I feel like the people that tap into their creativity or explore a new approach and choose to be vulnerable are the ones who end up rewarded by society in the end just because they chose to be creative. And I think even more than that, we admire those people because they seem more alive. They seem more passionate yeah. and they, they're living more authentically. The truth is that they they just decided to tap back into their authentic creative selves and into that childlike curiosity and they're just carrying it with them through their lives. I love that. And I also love that one of the things that we designed this podcast to do was to help people thrive. Yeah. And you mentioned people feel more alive that way. Our hope for you is maybe listening to this episode encourages you to tap into some of that and encourages you to feel more alive this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. If if that's something that's within your reach, it only makes sense to reach out for it. Yeah. So guys, I hope this was helpful for y'all. Um, please let us know if bell peppers belong in spaghetti sauce. That's <laughs> that's the hot question. It's optional. Of the day. But yeah. we hope that this inspired you this week um, to perhaps create something or think about something or just leave space for your brain to do what it naturally does. Absolutely. Um, and if you feel like you could use a little help, if, and if you're someone who truly just doesn't have that much time, we have two different books uh, that we've read both of them and that we find very helpful. The first one, if you are super busy, it is a very short and sweet and to the point book that'll punch you right in the teeth. And it's called The War of Art. It is by Stephen Pressfield. And we're going to add a link uh, below. And this book highlights the forms of resistance faced by artists, entrepreneurs, athletes, and others who are trying to break through creative barriers. It is super helpful and very confrontational. <laughs> I read I read that book and I was like, we have to start a podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it's really inspiring. And just, I think honestly though, it really just lets you know that you're not alone in this. Um, and the other book that I would suggest, now this is if you truly have a lot of time on your hands and you are ready to dive in. And that book is called The Artist's Way and it is by Julia Cameron. And this is really about artistic creative recovery. Um, it's every single week you're given exercises and I mean, it's just the cost of the book. Everything else is the work that you're doing. And I know for me, it really helped me break through some barriers, um, some things I had buried. I didn't know that I had, and it helped me unlock some creativity that I didn't even know was there. So if yeah. you have the time, highly recommend that book as well. Those are both great. I remember, um, in the war of art, I remember him saying that like the, the hardest word to write is the first one. Mm -hmm. He's like, I've been trying to write this book for however long. He's like, and the hardest word to write was the first one. And I was like, Ugh. well, that's easy. Just the first word is always yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listeners. <laughs> yo. Okay. Now that I have your attention, here's my book. <laughs> that's awesome. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in, um, tuning in as if you have an old time transistor <laughs> radio, but <laughs> thanks for downloading the episode. <laughs> Now and I'm just picturing someone turning two dials. <laughs> we love you guys. Y'all mean the world to us. Um, something that would also be just so helpful um, would be one, subscribe so you don't miss any episode. Just hit that subscribe button. And then two, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. We really do value that. And it also helps other people find this content. It goes into an alg algorithm and helps people find this content. Um, and then also 
follow us on our social. Make sure you're doing that. Jean, you want to tell them what our social is? It is Gen Y Podcast. That's G-E-N-W-H-Y Podcast. And you know what, guys? If if you're already um, tapping into something creative or if this episode inspires you, we would love for you to tag us yes. in, in something that you're trying. Yes. Share your sidewalk chalk paintings with us. Oh, gosh, please. I actually saw a video recently of a kid who had done sidewalk chalk and this mean old lady was washing it off with the hose and the kid was crying. See, now she has some unlocked creativity. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we love you guys and we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Generation Y podcast. <laughs>